Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here of Living Well with Shell, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where we talk about not living in regret and a whole bunch of other segues and subjects if it catches my fancy. (laughs) In fact, today I'm going to talk about distractions, which wasn't where I was going when I started today. But since I have let myself get distracted for most of this freaking day, I figured I'd better chat about it. So on the weekend, I was actually going to speak about anticipation because it was very exciting. On Friday, you know, I was all excited. I was had purchased tickets to take my granddaughter to Disney on Ice, and we've done this two years in a row now. And we just love doing this with her, and she loves it. Now, I have to kind of laugh, little segue here. I had a girlfriend over a couple of days ago for an ionic foot bath. I started, uh, I've added that sort of to my business and have um, set up one half of my office as a little treatment center. And my local friends and family and and, uh, and people from my yoga studio, whichever, can come and, and have the service. Well, my girlfriend's over, and she's having her foot bath, and we got talking about her trip to Disneyland with her kids last week. Now, my girlfriend's got really pragmatic children, I have to say. They, they don't really get into all the fantasy and the magic. It's just not their personalities. And I am very much that way. So she's telling me this whole story. And it was like the worst Disney experience ever. These kids just could not wait to get out of Disneyland. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just build me a house there and I'll live there. <laughs> that is the world I come from. And I love that magic. Now, Granted, the second half of the show, we we sort of lost our granddaughter a little bit, but for the most part, she loves it, and I think she just loves the time that we spend with her. But I had to laugh that literally two days later, I hear a story about how some, you know someone's children are looking to leave Disneyland as fast as possible. So I was living in a lot of anticipation for the weekend, despite the fact that I knew I was going to be exhausted. We had these tickets to Disney on Ice, and we had to go pick her up, which is a good half an hour or more away, take her to Disney and then take her for lunch, drop her and rush home for a 30 minute turnaround to go out to a dinner party that my sister and her husband host every year for my family's business. They run that business now and uh, and we always kind of get to be the freeloaders, which is great. Maybe in hindsight, we should have just skipped this year with our schedule, but as it turned out, we, we, we went and we actually just had an absolutely lovely time. So, you know, there was all this anticipation of all this fun stuff going on this weekend. And then Sunday, um, I can't remember what I had going on on Sunday that I was excited about and just getting some rest. I was even just anticipating rest. Well, then the week hits and Monday hits and I crash, which was uh, not none too exciting. And now I'm getting a little anxious because I'm behind, you know, I'm behind in, in the work. We've been away on vacation. And I guess I just want to share with you how this can happen so quickly in your life. So I had some really bad back pain on Monday and I thought, oh my goodness, I put my lower back out again. I said, okay, I'm going to rest. I mean, there's, there's no fighting it. I've gone into a bit of flare with my fibro and it's like, Shelly, there's just nothing you can do about this. And I, 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 I really encourage you to be the same about your health and wellness. There are just times when you've just got to slow down and look after yourself, no matter your age or circumstances. Okay. Well, as it turned out, the pain, I didn't want to be doped out or anything, but the pain was bad enough that I couldn't sleep. So I, you know, I rested in the morning, was going to have a nap, couldn't sleep through the pain, got up, took a couple extra drink Tylenol. Well, now my mind's going 
and I'm thinking through, we've been away for a week, the house is a bit of a disaster, there's some other things sort of going on in my life and business, and, and I'm just like, the head just won't stop. Like, my brain would not shut down, and I figured, get up, go putter in your office and do what you want to do until these painkillers kick in. Yeah, that turned into three and a half hours of rearranging the entire house. So my husband leaves in the morning, thinking his wife's gone to bed with a pulled back. As it turned out, it was just lower back pain, uh, not so much strain, and Tylenol kind of masked it, and I went to town. To the point that when he stopped in at the house at 2.30 in the afternoon, he took one look at me, and I looked like the walking zombie because I hadn't eaten, and I was just on an adrenaline rush. Don't you... Do you ever experience that when you are excited about something? Now, for me, what, what was I excited about? For those of you that follow my show, you know that a year and a half ago we had to move. And we moved into a property in our own neighborhood, which is wonderful. But where I used to have a beautiful custom-built home, I now live in the basement suite of a home that we, uh, we own. And the renters actually live upstairs. And our basement suite is actually two suites joined together. So we've, we're, we're in half the space with no garage it's been really tough for me to kind of give up some of my things. And I did a huge clean out. You know, we helped two young couples get established in their own with all our giveaways. Because this house also came fully furnished. But there's still that part of me that didn't want to let go. So I've been sort of hoarding a few things. And there's too much furniture in this house. And it's in nooks and crannies. And my poor husband has a desk in what we term loosely his office. But he's a salesman, so I mean, he has a business that he goes to, whereas I'm self-employed. I actually truly have a beautiful office at the back of the house. He had one of the bedrooms. It's a small bedroom, but it was also our storage room. <laughs> so he has to walk around the vacuum cleaner and everything, and he goes to his desk, and it's kind of a disaster. And now that we've just been on vacation, that crap's all been dumped on the floor in there. You couldn't even get to his desk. Well, there's also, my son's got some um, things changing where we might have to take on some of his belongings. He's overseas right now for work and may be there for another six months. He may give up his, his uh, place that he lives and some of his stuff has got to go into storage, but the computer equipment has to come here because it's the server array that runs our business. It's what we call colo. It's off location from this property, but it's part of my business. Anyway, so my brain starts thinking about of all this and the dining room that I never use because it's always cold and it's a separate room and I just don't like it. It's, it's in the other suite. It's the living room from the tiny suite on the other side of the house. Plus we have this second kitchen that we turned into a bar and the corner of that room has just got two sitting chairs. Well, no one sits there. They're just leather chairs that I'm not willing to get rid of because I will need them down the road. But they're just a place that my husband dumps clothing on as he's going in and out to his man cave. These things are starting to drive me a little crazy. So I decide to move his office into the bar, into the corner of the bar. Pull this furniture out, get rid of the love seat in the living room. I'm literally, I am seriously moving furniture around. My office, I wanted the whole thing turned around. I'm really struggling with the fact that clients come here and I'm talking to them over or through my two computer screens. That kind of drives me crazy because I can't look at them face to face. So I turn my desk around to look outside of the window, which I have a beautiful yard and it's lovely. I look into a little fish pond that's right here and the water's flowing and turn my couch around to create a sitting area that my clients do not look into my bookkeeping side of this office and it gives me a little treatment center for my Living Well business because I run two companies, don't forget, Genesis Financial and Living Well with Shell, where I can do ionic foot baths and do nutritional coaching. I've got a TV back here, so it's also the spare TV room when my husband's watching sports and I put the credenza behind this couch. So now if I'm at my desk in a client 
a financial client's here and they're sitting in my in my sitting area. We can see each other and talk. And I got rid of all the boxes in the corners finally. It's only been a year and a half. Well, you see, that started a cycle. So what I did was I made up my mind that I'm going to move my husband into his bar area. And then he's self-contained on that side of the house. I've just got my wing. He's got his wing. We live in the center. And I'm going to sacrifice the dining room for right now because no one's using it. It's wintertime and we have nothing planned for the next few months. So I start loading it full of crap. Well, getting my office organized also meant that the cupboards that are in my office, they are full of bedding for 10 because I brought everything from my house, still gave away a lot, outfitted my parents' vacation home in Penticton, plus this house was fully furnished and bedridden <laughs> or bed supplied because the lady that owned the house before us did executive rentals. Okay, are you getting a picture here now that we just have too much flipping stuff in a smaller space? And it was just ridiculous. I'm not feeling the flow. I'm not fe feeling the tidy. As much as I, you know, everyone has a junk drawer probably in their kitchen or a junk room or their garage is a disaster. If you're a neat freak like I am, I need sort of order. And my office sort of wasn't looking zen. You know, there were still three boxes in the corner. There was one of my bulletin boards, one of those... Um, up and down, big, what's uh, the story, guys, the term I'm looking for. I do trade shows, or did, and I've got one of those big collapsible signs. That's what I'm looking for in its box. Well, for some reason, my husband brought it in out of the storage locker or the storage shed outside. So it's leaning up in the corner of my office. It just all looks trashy, messy. There's no zen going on here. He can't get into his office, and we may need to turn that little teeny bedroom into the server room if my son's living arrangements change in the next two months. So I'm just trying to think ahead here, sacrifice the dining room. Let's put everything where I think I'd like it, use what we use, and see what's left over. Well, right now the dining room's just packed with crap. Okay, I got it all set up. Completely annoyed my husband. I'm on a roll. I just start unloading closets, and it's all over the living room, all over the dining room. It's everywhere. And I, I can't live like that, okay? Everything has to have a place. But I'm, I'm sort of, again, just downsizing, and I'm prioritizing again. So I got kind of excited, got carried away, didn't eat, needed a rest, body shut down. He comes home, I go to bed. But I haven't warned him what I've done with the house, and I've moved his office which is not like an office like I am, just in case you're like all feeling sorry for him, don't. He just tends to sometimes work at a desk for an hour on his, on his laptop. He's not set up like I am. And it's, it's all he wants and all he needs, but I've displaced him. And now his feelings are hurt. And he had to come home and do a really crappy job because our freezer needed defrosting, and he was really hoping I would do it, and I'm just too freaking busy. Uh, doing catch-up and handling our lives. And it's like, no, that's you need it done. It's your job. Don't bug me. You don't clean toilets. You don't do the laundry. Don't. I'm not doing the freezer. I know. I get a little uh, I get a little punchy about this stuff. Everyone's got their job jar. That's not mine. So he comes home and I've tore the house apart when I'm supposed to be resting. So great. I'm kind of happy. It, it kind of is a huge thing off my mind that I've done this, but I've upset him. And no client work got done. So now today arrives. I woke up this morning just raring for a fight. I don't know. Yesterday, I just was comatose. And today, I'm raring for a fight. I'm ranting at my windshield. Do you have days like this? These days happen to most people. 
and I almost missed yoga. Well, I can't, okay? I, I cannot miss yoga. It is the activity that gives me stability and keeps my lean muscles and keeps my joints mo mobile. They're just things, it's just, it's the only activity I have besides walking and gardening. I, I have to go. But despite the fact that I was awake at 5.30 in the morning and, and uh, puttering around the house by six, trying not to wake my husband, by the time I got in from the hot tub and got myself dressed and was making his lunch and breakfast, he's walking out the door. So he's in a snit again because he's got no food. I'm not sure how I let three hours get away from me, but I did, it's nine o'clock now. Okay, he's in a mood, now I'm in a mood. And I look at yoga, the clock, and go, I'm not gonna make it. They lock the door, you can't be late, which is disruptive anyways, but they actually lock the door. And I had to laugh, because there I am with my shake half made. I'd already had his shake stuff all in the in the go cup, put it in the fridge, you can drink it tomorrow, it's no big deal. Yesterday an order arrived of my supplements, and inside I had ordered a, a tray of these new peanut butter bars. They're gluten-free, they've got some supplementation and stuff in them that I take anyways, and I thought, oh, they're good to have on hand in emergency. Today was that day, <laughs> and I thought, grab the peanut butter bar and your water bottle and go. I was dressed and showered, hair was done, makeup was on, or whatever. When you're going to yoga, not much, but I was presentable to the world. I just hadn't eaten and I have to eat. I'm hypoglycemic. So I get, I grab this bar and I go and it's like, great, I get to yoga. Well, thank God I did because honestly, all of yoga was about calming the mind and obviously I needed that. So I just sort of had to laugh at how the universe conspired. The bar was there, the, the, the peanut butter bar was ready, the water bottle was ready, I was dressed, I was running five minutes behind, but I went and I made it and it changed everything for the day. Came home, gonna get started again. Unfortunately, I got distracted again. So it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I am starting a client that I have got to have done by tomorrow because they are coming in from out of town to review their financials. So I'm kind of screwed for the next three hours. I'll be working a little late today. And a second client that I was maybe hoping to touch on if I had enough energy, not gonna get done today. Say la vie. So the question is, do you allow things to distract you? I definitely have for the last two days. Now in one aspect, there's stuff getting done that I really was cluttering up my mind. And I am definitely that type of person. If, if I'm just in clutter or there's stuff in the back of my mind, I am not as productive as I can or should be. But at the same token, I have four piles of client work on my office floor that have got to get freaking done. And I've got clients texting and paging going, Shelly, call me. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time for you right now. And I let myself get distracted because I walked in and saw the bedding all over the little dining room. I thought, what can I do to make my husband a little happier when he gets home? But as it turned out, I came home from yoga and he was here at 10.30 or quarter to 11 because he forgot his cell phone this morning, which I knew he did. As soon as he walked out the door and drove away, I walked into his new office that he's mad about and there was a cell phone because he's in a snit. And he's in a snit as well because he had to do this freezer and I moved his office and all the crap from our vacation was on the floor in that room and he still hasn't cleaned it up. I've done everything else, but his stuff's still sitting there. Some of it's got to go out to the garage. Some of it needs to be put away in his bedroom. He hasn't done it. But so now he's mad because he's working around it. So really, he's just projecting. I understand that he's projecting. I really, other than moving his space without asking his permission, haven't really done anything. But he's projecting. So now he's just kind of all upset. And I know better than to do this to him. He does not have a personality that handles change like that well. He's sort of... um. Is definitely not a steady Eddie, 
but he's got a certain tendency towards that way and I am a changerama. You know, I can't tell you the time he's walked times he's walked in over our 17 years together and found the living room completely turned around and he just walks in and goes, really? That needed to be changed? Well, yes, in my world it does. It wasn't as efficient as I wanted or sometimes I just need change for the sake of change. And in this particular case, I actually needed to improve because I have been trying to hang on, trying to hang on to something that doesn't exist anymore. I do not have a 3,500 square foot home with entertaining space and the things that make me happy. I am in barely 1,700 square feet and they're all little tiny chopped up rooms and they're not being used. Three of the rooms are not being used properly. They, I'm trying to keep something alive that doesn't exist. I have a dining room that's cold and empty and crap stuffed in corners everywhere else. So I started clearing. That is probably good for me mentally, but not keeping my focus on what needs to get done. So I could be segueing all over the place with this podcast today because that is sort of what I want to talk about. You know, I had a lot of anticipation coming into the weekend and then my mind's going and now I'm trying to solve some problems and then I got distracted and I've taken my eye off the ball because this stuff could have waited till the weekend, especially with the Christmas tree and everything going up this weekend or in the evening. But the problem is with my limited energy, for, at least for myself, your excuse may be totally different and don't get me wrong, this is an excuse, not a reason. Again, awareness, you guys know I preach it over and over and over again, be aware. I My excuse was, I have energy in the morning, so let's get it done. But then I get puttering for a couple hours, or, you know, for 10 minutes, it turns into two hours. Next thing I know, I walk into my office, I sit down, and that paperwork is still waiting, and I'm exhausted mentally and physically, and it's like, now what do I do? I put myself behind the eight ball. Now, this is what happens to us as human beings. That anxiety starts to snowball. Because I didn't stay focused on what needed to get done this week and started fooling around with what... I wanted to get done. There's the word I'm looking for. So not need, but want. I've now put myself behind the eight ball and I'm anxious. And I just want to phone up all my clients and say, you need to find a new bookkeeper. I don't want to help you anymore <laughs> because I am overwhelmed and I don't do well any longer being overwhelmed. I probably never did through my whole life, but I've had so much of it in my life that I just tended to live under stress for you know long, long periods of time, sometimes years, not months, which as I've mentioned many times is probably why I have fibromyalgia. These are things you need to stay focused. Focus on the to-do list that is going to solve the problems and make you money. The other stuff has to come later. I know this. I teach it. I train it. And I still, on occasion, don't do it. Again, human nature, yes. But it is very, very important in life and business to stay, to stay focused on the goals and the jobs at hand. Now, I probably have spoken of this before, and if I, I have, and you've listened to this before, I apologize for repeating myself, but I think it bears repeating. I took a course a few years back. I work with a gentleman called Colin Sprague of Make Your Mark, and every country has great business coaches like this. If you're in business, I suggest you find one. I've been working with him or attending his courses, and I remember the, one of the very first courses I took, he does the percentage of the average business on what they spend on marketing, admin, what was it? No. So admin, production, and sales. Nine times out of 10, a traditional business spends the bulk of their time on administration. Eh, thank you for playing. No, 
That is not what makes a multi-million dollar company. You have got to stay focused on your goal, on your sales, on your customers. And quite honestly, he preaches, preaches, or he teaches that when the time comes and you can afford it, you need to hire into those other positions. Because if you're not selling, you have nothing to bill and nothing to build. So if you're spending all your time on administration and production, but you're not selling your product, and you're, you may actually have a service. It doesn't have to be a product. I hope you're understanding this kind of concept. You're not going to make it because you're going to run out of cash flow eventually. You've always got to keep that funnel and that pipeline full. And definitely this last two weeks. Now, last week, fair enough, got back from vacation, crashed. I have physical limitations I have to, I have to deal with, physical and mental. Fine. Got the house done, got the, you know, got ourselves unpacked, got my office organized, answered everyone's, you know, the 200 emails that were sitting there, which really 20 were important, the 180 were not, they're just junk mail. And then I needed to get to work this week, and here we are Tuesday, Tuesday and it's actually um, in the afternoon, not in the morning, I apologize when I said good morning this morning. Uh, it actually is the afternoon right now, and I didn't podcast this morning like I should have, I let my morning get away with me, came back from yoga, and got sidetracked. That's not going to get the work done or the bills paid. And the funny thing is, on top of that, I'm off doing other stuff of where I need to spend money. You can't spend money you haven't made. That's just a fact of life. <laughs> that is why our consumer debt in North America is out of control and our governments can't manage their fiscal responsibility because it's just trickling downhill. Because we're not paying attention to the basics. And today, I absolutely did not. Are you doing the same thing? Are you looking after the basics? Because really, I'm watching the younger generation, and in my case, they're very close to me. I have a lot of nieces and, and, and a nephew and such. And I say nephews because friends that are their children, you know, call us Auntie Shelley and Uncle Keith, that are close in our lives. And I'm watching this generation with their priorities absolute ass backwards. They truly believe all the extras come first and the basics come last. No, you need to feed yourself. You need to go to work. Then the money you earn has to feed you and clothe you. You need to keep your house clean, pay your bills, look after your taxes, and then everything else comes after that. And that's not what we're doing, and it's certainly not what I did today. That is going to implode on us in time. Well, it's already. It's you know We've had a decade of, between the recession and, and watching what's going on in the States with their elections, and people are just saying enough's enough. We are not looking after what needs to get looked after. The basics aren't being looked after, and we've just become a bit entitled, and I am no different, and especially being middle-aged where I feel I've paid my dues and I'm looking for a little bit to coast now. Guess what? When life doesn't allow you to, you just don't get to, and you have to accept that. All of us do. So think about what's going on in your life today. Have you been distracted, whether in your work, your business, or your life, and not looking after the priorities? Because although I have to say I do love the way my office has turned out, it's not doing me a speck of good if I'm not getting the work done that needs to get done in the office. <laughs> have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.